the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Bless you. Be seated. Turn your Bibles to the book of Revelation, last book of the Bible, uh, chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. If someone knew you does not have a Bible, be so kind enough as to share your Bible with those who have not. And there are these words. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. And from this particular passage, I want to preach the danger of spiritual regression. Repeat after me, the, the danger, danger of spiritual regression. Thank you. It is a wonderful thing when we begin to see spiritual progression in our life. Uh, it, it, when we progress spiritually, it is a wonderful thing. And uh, to see our walk with the Lord increasing, to sense God's presence in our life, to celebrate victory over satanic strongholds that are being broken in our lives. It is a wonderful thing when we can see renewed passion and zeal and a sense of enthusiasm and excitement with, with, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing to see a new thing being done in the life of this church to the glory of Almighty God. However, we must be alert because Satan does not mind our spiritual progression as long as it is followed by a relapse in spiritual regression. You got that? Satan said, go on, make some progress in your life. Go on, make a little progress. Just end up worse than where you were at first. And when this happened, usually our latter state is worse than when we first began. Losing all the ground you gain will bring on the three Ds. When you gain ground and then lose all the grounds, it will bring on the three Ds. It'll bring on, first D is depression. It'll bring on the second D, discouragement. 
and to bring on the third D, disillusionment, the three Ds. And this can be seen in the church at Ephesus as noted in the scripture. The Lord said to the church of Ephesus, listen, I know your work. He told the church at Ephesus, I know your patience, your intolerance for evil. I know how you stood against false teachers by calling them liars and how they persevered for the cause of Christ. And I know how you did not become weary in well-doing. Can God say the same thing about you? I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. But nevertheless, he tells the church at Ephesus, Jesus said he had one thing against them. They had left their first love and reminded them to, to, to remember from whence they have fallen. The church at Ephesus were lost. They had lost their first love. Uh, they, uh, they, they no longer had God first in their lives. That's what it means. Uh, they were putting themselves and their own affairs first. They were attached more to church activities as opposed to Christ himself. They had lost their warmth and their tenderness for the Lord Jesus Christ. They had lost their fellowship. They had lost their commitment, praying and sharing with Christ as when they were first converted. The church at Ephesus had lost its love for the Lord and had lost uh, their love for God's people. Is that you? Is that you? When you first came to Christ, oh, you were so happy in the Lord and you were so excited about being in Christ and you came to church and Sunday school and VBS and you gave your tithes and offerings, but now you've been a Christian for a number of years and you've lost your first love. Don't love God's church the way you used to love. Doesn't matter whether you show up anymore. Every time you talk about what you do now, it's always in the past. I used to sing in a choir. I used to usher. I used to serve in ministry. But the question is, what are you doing for God now? Is it possible that you are like the church at Ephesus and you too have lost your first love? The church at Ephesus had lost their love for God. And when you lose your love for God, it will cause you to even lose your love for people, you see. They were commanded to repent. That's what the text says, repent and do the first work or else the Lord would come quickly, says the text, and remove their lampstand from his place unless they repented. The Lord threatening to remove the lampstand from the church of Ephesus was God's judgment that he would bring an end to this church which meant that they would no longer be a true representation of Christ upon the earth. It meant that the church would no longer be the light, the true light and witness in the world. It meant that the presence of God would not abide amidst them. It's a horrible thing to go through the routine of worship without the presence of Almighty God. And you know what today? The way to get back on track with God is to repent. Say repent. Say it a little bit louder. A little bit louder. That's a foreign word because the world say you're all right just like you are and nothing wrong with you. Just, just live the way you live. Live and let live. You don't hear the word repentance. The Greek 
word means metanoia. It is a turning from your selfishness and your ways and your waywardness back all the way around to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is to cry out for God, for, for, for his will and his way to be done in you, asking forgiveness for how you negligently neglected him. And may this serve as a warning that the, the same warning God gave the church at Ephesus, he's given to Maranatha and the churches of San Antonio and all this nation. If the church of Ephesus relapsed into spiritual regression, so can the church at Maranatha, the church of Maranatha, relapse into regression. We too can find ourselves in the same condition if we fail to keep alert and keep close to God. It is urgent that we deny ourselves. It is urgent that we strengthen our walk with the Lord. It is urgent that we take comfort, that we not take comfort by thinking we've arrived. But there's much work yet to be done on us and through us. God will be working on you until you die. I like that song, be patient with me. God is not what? Through with me yet. What a tragedy if we found ourselves like the church at Ephesus and lose the ground we've gained for the cause of Christ. Satan does not, he doesn't care if you make some progress, just relapse, lose ground, and end up worse, which brings about your depression, delusionment, and just uh, out being out of it. The question now is, how can we protect ourselves from spiritual regression? Some of you under my voice, you're in bad shape and don't even know it. Some of you, your life spiritually is out of order. And uh, some of you, uh, you ever heard of a person who went to the doctor for just a normal checkup? Uh, have you ever heard of a case like that? Go to the doctor for a normal checkup, and when the doctor checks him out, he says, you go immediately straight to the emergency room. Or great, you go straight to the hospital, and I'm going to see you there. They were in bad shape and didn't know. How many of you know somebody went to the hospital, or, I mean, went to the doctor for a checkup only to find out that they were in worse state? They may not have felt sick. They may not have felt any pain, but they were in bad shape and didn't know it. Anybody know anybody like that? Uh, and it could have been you. And you know what? That can be equated spiritually. You can just because, you know, you come to church and you got your Bible and you're called a Christian and you kind of do all the right things the way God says. And, but yet, and you think you're all right and you're really not as good off as you think you are. Let me give you some ways in which you can protect yourself from a spiritual regression because none of us are exempt from this. And I want you to write these down because if you don't, uh, it's, it's to your own regret. So I want you to write down so that you can catch yourself and stay on the cutting edge for God in order to live at, un, live at unprecedented levels to the glory of God. So uh, how can we protect ourselves against spiritual regression and not find ourselves like the church at Ephesus? He says, I have one thing against you, church. You've lost your first love. Your love, your passion, your zeal is gone. And I want you to go back. I want you to fall back in love with me. I want you to do the first works. Number one, if you're going to stay away from spiritual regression, we must realize the Lord is able to keep us from falling. You got to realize that the Lord is able. How many of the Lord is able today? 
The Lord is able to keep you from stumbling and falling and slipping and sliding. I love Jude 24. You say, what's the chapter? Ain't no chapter. It's just one chapter. That is it. Jude 24. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling, from stumbling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory to the only wise God, our Savior. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling. God can keep your feet. God can cause you to walk right. It is God who keeps you from falling in a world that wants you to fall and make a fool out of yourself. We must realize the Lord is able to keep you. And let me tell you something, beloved. If the Lord don't keep you, you won't be kept. If the Lord don't keep you, you won't be kept. This is a dangerous world. It's an evil world. This world wants to destroy your children, your grandchildren, wants to destroy your marriage, your finances. Satan hates you, and he hates you with a passage. And if you don't trust God to keep you, beloved, you will not be kept. Because money, you'll find yourself with money can't keep you. Your booze and alcohol can't keep you. Women can't keep you. Your man can't keep you. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody do you like God. He's God all by himself. The danger of spiritual regression. Number two, if you're going to stay away from spiritual regression, change your company. Change your company. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. Oh, I hope you're turning these pages with me because you need to see what the Holy Writ says. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 says, But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, sleeping around with folk, adultery, uh, premarital sex, uh, homosexuality, that's all that stuff is in sexual immorality, or uh, covetousness, that's greedy, idolater, uh, serving idols, or a reviler, or drunkard, or extortioner, not even eat with such a person. In other words, listen, you are not to have intimate, close relationship with, with company that will pull you down. You know why some of y'all have regressed? You've allowed that rascal into your life, and when, since they've been into your life, you worse off now than before you knew them. You need to cut off relationship with those who entice you to do the wrong things that you have been delivered from. And some of you are not better off. You've got some girlfriend or some boyfriend. You've got some homie, some homeboy, some sorrow, some fraternity brother, some alpha, some delta, some omega. And all, all this other stuff, some Masonic person. I don't know why you want to be a Masonic person anyway. Ain't nothing to that. I know I make a lot of enemies. You know, the, the best thing you could be, you taking pride in all that. I don't know how y'all going to brand yourself and put that cue on you in the name of uh, Omega. Amen. If you're going to get a brand, you ought to get a Jesus brand, a brand in your heart. You need a fire, not, on in your, not in your arm. You need a fire in your heart. I pray that God brands your heart with Jesus. We're proud to call ourselves everything but a Christian. We got to cut off the really alphas and deltas and, and all them others. What else is I'm not calling? Name them. A.K.A. So I'm not being partial. Come on, y'all scared to call them now. Huh? Delta. Kappa. Well, I said Omega real good. What's the next one? 
Huh? Sigmas. Zeta. And Feta. And Ada. And Meta. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Change your company. I mean, what I seen up there, what's it at school at Duke University? And all that stuff that's going on at a prestigious school so, uh, with a rich history and legacy, so tarnished by those kinds of things. And not to say that all, everybody does that, but it is quite prevalent. It is prevalent. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm telling you something, if you got people in your life that's causing you to be worse, that, then you need to cut them off. How many parents in here have told your children, if they're old enough to understand, and they're in school or whatever, how many of you have told your children, parents, listen, you got to watch the company you keep? Let me see your hands. Raise them up high. Okay, good. But I got something. Now, you raise your hand. I got something new for you. For you too, mama and daddy. You better watch the company you keep. Amen. Y'all got some bad company too. Hey, you gonna tell them to watch? You better watch. You got some of y'all got bad company running with folk. Y'all not be with. Number three, how do we keep from spiritual regression? Not only with bad company uh, uh, cause you regression. Number three, bring every satanic thought captive to the obedience of Christ and cultivate a mind of Christ. Bring how many thoughts? If every satanic thought, what? Captive to the obedience of Christ and cultivate the mind of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, if you don't fight for your mind you will end up in spiritual regression. You know Satan wants your mind? And let me tell you something. Everybody in here under my voice, including me, Satan will mess with your mind, assault your mind. He will put damnable thoughts on your mind, satanic thoughts on your mind, pornographic thoughts on your mind, evil thoughts on your mind, backbiting, gossipy thoughts, all kind of stuff. And, and if you let that stuff come in, if you don't take it captive like the scripture says and kick it out in the name of Jesus, it will catch root and it will begin to overtake you and it will begin to lead you down spiritual regression and away from God. It starts with the thought. So a thought, then you will reap an act. Reap an act, you'll reap your behavior. So realize that you got to get a handle on your thought life and you do that with the word of God. Philippians 2, 5 even talks to this too. Let the mind, let this be, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You got to be like grandma who said, I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. You know how to, I, I'm walking and talking with my what? Mind stayed on Jesus. I like that. Did she get, did she get all into it? Ain't no harm to keep your mind. What? Stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God today, people of God. We got to have the mind of Christ if we are going to stay away from spiritual regression. Number four, guard against spiritual pride and have it a sense that you have arrived. Just because you've been at church, 
You got a lot of folks sitting in church Sunday after Sunday and in bad shape. You know, spiritual pride. Your pride can get the best of you and bring about regression. Having a sense that you've arrived, looking down on folk. This person is unteachable and critical of those who teach. They are outspoken. They undermine the ministry. They are quite disruptive. That's spiritual pride. Come in here strucking like peacocks because you know a little bit of the Bible. Some of you know just enough to be dangerous. So guard against spiritual pride. Be open to what God, Proverbs 16, 18 says, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, before a fall. Then number five, to keep from spiritual regression along the same line, guard against theological pride. Guard against what? Theological pride. I mean, you begin to regress when the scripture becomes so familiar to you that you fail to allow God to speak to you in a fresh, insightful way. Guard against spiritual pride and theological pride. You begin to regress when the scripture becomes so familiar that you fail to allow God to speak to you in a fresh, insightful way. I mean, you might, we just saying that something for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, that verse, John 3, 16. How many of y'all know that verse? Okay, all those hands go up. Do you realize you can say, I know that verse, and you become so familiar with that verse that that verse no longer speaks to you? And do you realize God speaks through familiar verses if we don't let them become so familiar that they can't teach us anything? That's the danger of it. There's a danger in familiarity. Oh, I already know that. When you say that, you're saying that there's nothing else that God can teach me about that passage. And the passage is so pregnant with truth, so much insight, it resonates with truth. And be it known to you today, if you, Lord, here's John 3, 16, show me something fresh that I've not seen in this verse. And God will begin to illuminate your mind and open your mind to new insight. You'll say, oh, I never saw that before. That verse never spoke to me that way before. You know why? Because you were open to God speaking in a fresh new way, and you didn't get so familiar with it that it no longer speaks. When you get so familiar with Scripture that Scripture doesn't speak, then you begin to regress spiritually. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, ba- based on that, First Timothy 4.13 says, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine, to teaching the Word of God. Number six, If we're going to keep ourselves from spiritual regression, listen and obey the voice of God. Listen and obey the voice of God. This is the best way to keep from spiritual regression. This is the best way to keep from being deceived and being ensnared by the enemy is to listen to who? To whom? The voice of God. Psalms 85, 8. Jot that down. Psalms 85, 8 says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. When you hear God and when you obey God, when he will speak peace to the point that your heart and your life will be set at ease. You see, listening to the voice of God gives peace and relieves stress and anxiety. Number seven. When one knows the word but refuse to obey the word he knows, it will bring spiritual regression. Jeremiah 44, 23. When one knows the what? Word, but refuse to obey the word he knows, 
it will bring spiritual regression. The Bible says in James, don't be just hearers of the word, but be what? Doers of the word. In other words, the word needs to be activated into your life so that you won't find yourself in regression. In Jeremiah chapter 44, it's a profound verse there. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 23. Jeremiah 44, 23, it says, because you have burned incense and because you have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord or walked in his law, in his statutes, or in his testimony. Therefore, this calamity has happened to you as at this day. In other words, the word of God says through Jeremiah, uh, God speaks through Jeremiah, said, because you disobeyed and rebelled against me, and you went on anyhow and burned the incense. You went on anyhow and sinned against me, and you've not obeyed my voice, not my statutes, my law. Calamity has come upon you. And you, let me tell you something. Your road to destruction is to not hear God. Your road to destruction is to not hear God. And some of you hear everything but God. Everything but God. You walk around with this little thing in your ear looking like a Martian. You know, people, you know them little thing, them little talking thing, the little phone things. You got them all in your ears. And, and I just never seen so many people just talking to themselves. You know, and everybody's just talking. And, you, you know, they're just talking. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody's talking. Nobody's talking to nobody, but they're talking to the person, you know, with the thing in the ear. And they just live there looking like a little Martian or something. When are you going to take some of that out of your ear so you can hear God? Some of you in chat rooms you ought not be in. Some of y'all hear the voice of television. Some of y'all hear the voice of the media. You're listening to the wrong voices. You're listening to the wrong, and no wonder your life is not any better. You spend all your time in the express news and all that bad news, but I got some good news. God has some good news. And the God speaks primarily through his word. His word have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against him. You got to hear God, not the telephone running up the bills. You got to hear God. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.